Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You don't think that it's time that somebody cared enough to have a dream? Why are you getting so upset? This is not about you. Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. At some point, you got to decide for yourself who you are. Can't let nobody make that decision for you. How do you go about getting an exorcism? I beg your pardon? Hi, this is Mark Kermode. Thanks for downloading this Kermode on Film podcast. I am delighted to be joined once again by Jack Howard. Hello. Hello, Jack. Jack, we have an announcement to make. Yes, we do, although I'm sure everyone can see it coming because you've already done the big announcement, and so this is like a secondary announcement to the announcement. Kermode on Film is shutting up shop. It is. Um, coming to an end. All good things must come to an end, and this is happening, although I'm sure we will find some way of you and I continuing to blather on about yeah. movies in, in some format. Even if it's just us in the pub and I just film it on my iPhone and <laughs> we just upload it. Actually, <laughs> that might work. <laughs> um, then we don't need to sell it to anyone. But the the very last comment on film is going to be just me and Jack talking... Whatever. whatever. Yeah, we'll it's, talk about whatever we want to talk about on like, that day. It'll be three hours long <laughs> and it will just it will just blather on. I'm going to slightly turn you down in my in my headphones because as much as I love this this well, do you don't like this voice, you're suddenly you don't like this? very very loud okay no no it's good it's good well, so speaking of three hours speaking and this is the sort see, of stuff you're going to miss out on when I'm gone you can't bottle this magic can you <laughs> speaking of three hours the subject that we're talking about it, we promised this before after we'd done our Spider-Man podcast this is the the Batman podcast Police! pronouncing it the batman no i think you say it's, it's, yeah so it this is the batman i'm just going to turn this off as lay well. batman the batman Le, <laughs> how, what have they called it in other countries has it been called i've no idea i hope it is called the batman yeah <laughs> <laughs> il batman oh okay so uh you and i both saw this you know just before it opened mm-hmm. i've now seen it twice i've seen it twice as well um i'm gonna start with you jack okay how was the Batman for Should you? Should we do a summary first? Yeah, I sure. suppose. So, since Christopher Nolan finished his Batman series in 2012, yeah. The Dark Knight Rises, Batman has been seen in Lego form. He has been seen in Zack Snyder form. Twice. For the last, yeah, three times. He was in Suicide Squad. Not oh, yeah, the yeah, Suicide yeah, Squad, yeah. but he appeared in Suicide Squad. He's about to appear again in a delayed... 
release now of the Flash, which is now coming out next year. Yes, and is that sorry? And that's with Ben. That's Affleck. Ben Affleck's and, and he's, al- he's already filmed that, right? Apparently, okay, yeah. Fine. So Batman has not gone away, and here we are again. This time with Matt Reeves uh, directing Robert Battenson. Very good. I'm not Ar- the first person no, to do that. No, not as good as Our Bats. Our Bats is Ar great. Bats. There's a there's a great uh, podcast called Mr. Sunday Movies uh, where they call him Robert Batten Bat. <laughs> I don't even know where that Very joke good. started, but yes, now we you have saw, this. You, you saw the thing on Twitter with the cinema monkey, which said worst worst vampire ever. Took Talk, 14 years yeah, to become a bat. Yeah. Brilliant. All the jokes are fabulous. I bet when he took the role, he was like, right, here, here, we, go. Go. here, here we, we go. Here we go. I know what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> Um, but yeah, now Matt Reeves is directing Robert Pattinson as Batman in this new, I believe, the start of a trilogy where it is the second year of Batman. We're missing out the origin story and starting in year two of him being Batman as we find him in the shadows, beating up criminals in the night. and Beating up himself in yes, the day. Yes, and, and being emo and referring, him to him, referring to himself not as Batman, but as vengeance. Yes. Um, I'm vengeance. Call me vengeance, Alfred. <laughs> you're not my real dad. Um, and you're not called vengeance. So, so. <laughs> so um, I, my sort of broad opinion on this is that it's undeniably fantastic. It's so brilliantly made. Clearly so much care has gone into it. The filmmaking, like the, the direction by Matt Reeves, the cinematography by Greg Frazier and his lighting and framing, the performance by Robert Pattinson as Batman, I think, is out of this world good. <laughs> I think this is the first time I've seen Batman and remembered when he's Batman that he's still a man in there. Like, I think a lot of the time when, like, Christian Bale's in the cowl, you kind of lose the person underneath it and yeah. you don't see the eyes or the shape of his face. You just, you know what I mean? You could completely lose the guy in this there's so much attention on his small little performances. Like his emotion comes through by the small little twitches he does with his eye. There's a lot of like focus on on that. Even the shape of the cowl seems to kind of shape Robert yes, Pattinson's it's, face. Yes, it's, got, it's got a kind of curl yeah, up like it's that. It's got a really weird, wide mouth. But like even just like the way that it's shaped on his head, you can just see more of his face. It just seems like more of a person. I wondered when I first saw the shape of that cow, whether that was a kind of in an in nod to, because the, the, the cow has got a curl in it that almost mirrors the curl of the Joker's mm. mouth. And I wondered whether they would, whether they were doing that in a kind of, sure. oh, yeah, you know, because right. the, the whole thing is, he's that and he's also that. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And of course we do, we do at one point actually get a speech, which is a virtual reprise of the Heath Ledger. No, 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 no don't, don't, don't do that. You're better than that. You know, you and I are the same. Yes. That kind of, that speech pretty much reoccurs. This is basically what I was getting to. Sorry. No, 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 no. You've, you've, you've perfectly hit on what my sort of like caveat to all of this is, is I'm watching it and going, it's so undeniably good, like technically incredible, like performances fantastic probably the best performances batman that i've seen it's so great to see him go back to the roots of properly being the world's greatest detective seeing him set in kind of a fincher-esque you know zodiac seven kind of world but i am also watching it and being like it's batman again <laughs> it is batman and it's me like we know how much i've gone on about the dark knight a lot 
But in Do you it, like I, the Dark Knight. I, I, I don't know if I've mentioned so you've this. Never Mark. brought it out before. <laughs> it's like the origins of this podcast. Actually, it it's is. quite it's quite nice. It We're is. kind of bookending <laughs> with Batman. The beginning of it in 2018 and now is has been shaped by Batman. Batman but there are moments. Still a better film. <clears throat> Moving on. There are moments in this that felt almost like it was intentionally tipping the hat to the Dark Knight. Okay. By the way that the Riddlers. Um, I think your phone just vibrated. No, that was my stomach. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I've literally got an alien living in my stomach. <laughs> Are we leaving all this in? Yeah. <laughs> no, look, there's only three more podcasts to go, you know. <laughs> Let it all hang out. But the, the, the Riddler's messages on the news, the, the speeches like you mentioned, the we're not so different, you yeah. and I, kind of, even just the, the fact that it took place after the Riddler intentionally got caught, there's so many like moments that felt like it was going like, that's kind of the dark night. But I suppose there are the Batman's in it. So like, how many <laughs> no, exactly. like how many versions of it can you do before you ca- they kind of do end up crossing over, even even unintentionally? So it's kind of complicated because I think what I'm saying is that the film itself is is fab, but there's a wider conversation to be had, and I don't want this to just sort of turn into superhero fatigue. But it is like, yeah, it's, it's Batman again. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Who's the mustache with the broken nose? I got into it with at the Iceberg Lounge. What do you think? Kinsey moonlights for the penguin. All right, moonlights is a car. Okay, so when I when I first saw it, I saw it in the just the ordinary Warner's studio, and I was at the beginning. I was thinking three hours. Okay, that's a big ask, mm. and I was actually pleasantly surprised by the fact that it didn't feel three hours. It felt like a long film. It didn't feel like a three-hour film. I mean, I've seen films that are a lot shorter that were actually... I mean, weirdly enough, when I saw um, the Zack Snyder cut of uh, Justice League, I thought it was... Justice League? I didn't mean yes, Justice League. Yes, it is, yes. It was way better than the original cut, but it still felt like walking through... Tree- we, you know, Obviously, you and I talked about this. So I thought, firstly, oh, well, that went by faster than I expected for a number of reasons. Firstly, because I thought that our bats was actually terrific. I thought the kind of emo goth Edward Scissorhands, mm. you know, if Edward Cullen was a shiny vampire, this is because it is the first time he's played a vampire really since Twilight. And it was no, <laughs> even, even by like putting on sunglasses because it's too bright yeah, outside. Yeah, I no, love I mean, those little details. But it's like you say, he that must have been the thing in his mind was because he the thing with Robert Pattinson is that he went so far to kind of you know to deliberately say look you know i did that and then he was working with cronenberg and all these kind of really interesting directors and yeah just the doing... safety brothers and so yeah. many different people and being really great the, even know, matt reeves had said like he wasn't sure if he would want to return to blockbuster movies and but, and i think he i think robert pattinson's gone on record being like his agent told him he wasn't on the lists for things because people didn't know he wanted to do right, stuff like right, that right. which is why he ended up doing tenet well i think that there's a kind of really nice thing going on which is that it feels to because as somebody who loves the twilight films it felt like there was a sort of embracing of the twilight thing for me because i think that his bruce wayne is kind of the flip side of edward Cullen, as i said from shiny vampire to dark vampire so i liked all that i thought he did a, a good job of being 
hurt. Yeah. I mean, not physically hurt as well, but also emotionally. It, 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 with Christian Bale, there was an awful lot of, um, you know, yeah. and all that stuff. But you did get the sense with Robert Pattinson that he was that he was hurt. So I like that. He the felt look, volatile. He, vo- yes. In in each scene, I wasn't sure how he was going to react. And yeah. if, like there are the, the now famous first moment that what the hell are you supposed to be? And then beating up the criminal and saying I'm vengeance. Yeah. That first brutal beating yeah. when he like does the extra few punches when the guy's on the floor yeah. there is there's like an enjoyment that happens because you're like ah, Batman's kicking the heck out of people but also it's like I'm kind of frightened yes. of you and then that's of course revisited later on in the movie in which it is you know the, it, which he kind of that's Nick, our producer. If we're leaving him my stomach, that's Nick, our producer, <laughs> whose computer wasn't on silent. Was it, Nick? No. No, it wasn't. For shame. For shame. Um, so anyway, so I liked I liked that. I thought that the look of the film was really interesting. But here's, here's what's fascinating. The first time I saw it, I thought, okay, what they've done is they've deliberately gone the other way from, from Nolan, whereas Nolan had that kind of the IMAX clear, crisp spectacle. Mm. This is grimy and scuzzy and an awful lot of the film and i've used this phrase before it looks like you're squinting through rain in a rear view mirror you can't quite it's like everything's yeah. really kind of it's padded. like intentionally a little bit mucky and dirty and imperfect in a really kind of i don't know in like, a really perfect in a really way. perfect way but which which is fascinating because when you said like fincher and you mentioned seven yeah because of course the whole thing about seven which is that there's all dark at the edge of the frame so the the idea the idea in its most perfect form was that the edge of the frame of seven would bleed into the blackness of the theater right and that was why they had those silver retained prints the ones that in which black is properly black i mean now everything's digital but back in the age of celluloid it was quite hard all the way back in 1995 i know well, it, all the way back in a previous century Jack yeah, you know. yeah did you ever see Queen perform live no you didn't <laughs> um, but we're just doing all the greatest hits I know, this I'm podcast sorry, I'm sorry <laughs> but so I thought that when I first saw it I thought okay that's a really it's an interesting aesthetic choice the problem with it is it's making some things like for example the car chase I thought okay the, I, geographically I can't get a handle on this car chase then I saw it in IMAX, and the big surprise for me was, and I saw it in the the BFI IMAX, or oh, the, wow. the, the bigger one, the yeah, big one, the huge one, the biggest one in the UK. And I was really surprised by how good it looked on the really big fuck off screen, mm. and that made me think, okay, I misjudged this slightly. That the the what looked like a kind of scuzziness on a smaller screen when projected on a huge IMAX screen, didn't look out of place. Actually made me think, oh, this, it has its own grandeur. It has Do you know its... what? This is so interesting. I had the exact opposite. Oh, okay. Like, exact opposite so experience. Tell me what you, tell me what your so experience I, was. I saw a preview screening in the, in the IMAX in Leicester Square. Right. And I was in the perfect seat for it. It was a fantastic experience. But I almost felt like the intensity, the close-ups, the sort of... Because it's quite a... Um, uh, the, sh- the way it's shot is almost quite still and rigid a lot of the time. Like, uh, there's not a lot of like camera movement or like there's th- th- you know a lot of the time. Like even when Batman's flying through the city, it's like fixed to his right, head. Right. And all those intensity, the, the intense close-ups and things like that, almost in IMAX after a while f- became almost a little bit exhausting. Oh, okay. So I then saw it uh, about a week or so later in Picture House, which was being shown in Dolby Atmos. Yeah. And I really preferred that experience because it was like I was a little bit further away from the screen, but the sound was still super immersive. Okay, but here's, but here's what's interesting. 
that although we did it the other way round, it's the second time. It's the second time. Mm. And I think partly in that case, it may not be the format. Partly it may be that, uh, you know, this sounds like a big ask for a film that's three hours in the first place. Maybe you actually have to see it twice to get a handle on it. Because I think the maybe. first time around, maybe it does feel too much in your face. Certainly, particularly with the car chase, the big chase sequence. The mm. first time around, it was like, okay, I just, just pull back and give me a master shot, all right? <laughs> Literally, give me an over. Show me where they are. Show me where they are <laughs> in relation to each other. Second time round, I didn't feel that. And I thought, oh, this is because I'm seeing it on IMAX. But if you had the experience the other way around, what I felt was the same as what you yep. just described, which is I felt like I was able to step back and the film didn't feel quite so oppressively in your face. Because it actually has a a very like steady pace to it, the whole thing, the whole way through. It doesn't feel like it's like... Uh, moving at breakneck pace. It the really, chase or the whole film? The whole, the whole film. film right, right. The whole film, I think, is quite steadily yeah. sort of taken. It's not rushing. Like, it has even full extended sequences where Batman is just walking around a crime scene and it's not trying to, like, get through it. It's not worried that you're going to be bored. And that's what a lot of the time I find that blockbuster movies... I mean, the first one that comes to mind is the most recent, you know, Ryan Reynolds venture, uh, The Adam Project, oh, yeah, yeah. Which, which I enjoyed. Yeah, but, fun. like, starts with just, like... We're in the middle of a yeah, space yeah, chase scene. Stuff, boom, yeah, bling, yeah. Bling, bling. Whereas this starts with just POV of the Riddler watching people through a window in a sort of Hitchcockian kind of way yeah. that just sort of, like, I don't know, just opens and starts. And there was something about the rhythm of it that I really appreciated. And actually, after three hours of that, I think I just started feeling a little bit sort of overwhelmed by just the amount of information almost like in the, the not that it was moving slowly or anything like that but just more like it's just a lot to take in all at once. I I was talking to somebody who has very similar film tastes to me and so this not may not make sense but it may and I said you know what did you think they said well I really really loved the moment when after all that stuff they finally find the Riddler and it's Brian Wilson <laughs> <laughs> I do think it was the first time he turns around it was like a bigger yeah anyway the, <laughs> but, yeah. but so I think that the character is well done I think that the a Bruce Wayne Batman, Bruce Wayne Batman, yeah, and also a nice Batman. I mean, I've, I've, for every person I've heard say, "Well, there's too much Bruce Wayne and not enough Batman," I've heard somebody else go, "Well, there's too much Batman and not enough." You know, it's really. Just... I so I really liked. There's been there's been some conversation happening about how there's not a, a clear um, separation between Batman and Bruce Wayne. In no, this but one. there's not meant to and be. And there's not that's, meant that's to the be. Whole point. Like you said, they're when, slowing it down. So, like, yeah, because when Christian Bale puts the Batman thing on, also because of the voice thing, yeah. you know, it's, it is like he he has become a completely different person. Yeah, and he's playing the playboy, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and in this, he hasn't figured out that that's useful yet. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't care about that. It it does, however, slightly raise the pro- raise the problem of because he's so much the same in both versions why he doesn't walk up to people and they go all right bruce because it's i know you're wearing a mask but you you are clearly bruce wayne so sorry there's you know but the other thing is i was struck by the fact that with the characters that that you would traditionally think of as catwoman riddler are played in a way which is much closer to and penguin are played in a way which is much closer to a human version than an anim- animalistic version. So, for example, Penguin, who's played by brilliantly by Colin Farrell, so good in a performance which is okay. Jared Leto, that is how you use uh, I'm shaking you know, my head exactly. 
Morbius like, is coming out at some point. Oh god, and, and I saw the trailer for it. I, I keep I, seeing the trailer for I it. I wanted to punch myself in the face. I'm not. Se- just, I'm not seeing it. And just, the latest, just just as a side note, the latest controversy for Morbius is that apparently all the stuff that's in the trailer that's like a tip of the hat to Spider-Man and to a wider universe and to like Michael Keaton being in it. Right. Apparently, all of it's been cut out. Okay. So it's all just in the trailer to get people in the seats, yeah. and then it's not in Here's the thing, I already don't care. I couldn't give a shit, Mark. But, okay. Um, I hope but it fails spectacularly. The idea that that you <laughs> what you're getting is like a version of the Penguin, who is somebody who is referred to as Penguin and doesn't like the name, but has got the physical characteristics of a Penguin. Did you but like with- the little moment when he's been tied up? And he waddles. And he goes, yes, 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 after they drive off. Yeah, exactly. But it's done like, and then, you know, Selena isn't, she's not Catwoman, but yeah. she's a woman, you know, but she is a Catwoman. A cat burglar and, yeah. Which seemed to me to be kind of in the same universe as Joker, as the, you know, the, the Whacking Phoenix Joker, that mm-hmm. you're that you're playing the, uh, yes, they're cartoon characters, but you're playing them closer to something which is recognisably human. And, you know, Riddler isn't Jim Carrey. No. It's not, you know... He's some, not in spandex. Yeah, he's, exactly. Yeah. He's just somebody... He's the Zodiac killer. He's the Zodiac killer, and he's an incel, and he's, uh, you know... That was that, that was great. I really... And it was funny. Like, the reveal of him on his stream... Full spoilers, by the way. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, we, obviously. Yeah. When do we not? Um, the moment when you see him on his actual stream being like, Hey, guys. Yeah. Thanks for the follows. <laughs> it's like... Got 90 weird, likes. It's, like, darkly funny. And also when... The moment when they the police say he's got over five hundred followers, there's like part of you that wants to go. <laughs> no, yes. but then you realise it's kind of all it takes. Yes, exactly, and exactly. that's what's darkly kind of scary about it. And the 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 attack at the end on um, essentially Madison Square Garden, but yeah. for Gotham, felt so much like the January attacks on the Capitol. Like it felt so weirdly similar, and it was like, God, this must have. I don't know if it was inspired by it. It must can't have been because it was happening while it was already in production. But it felt like weirdly like mirroring in the way that Heath Ledger's Joker and The Dark Knight felt post nine eleven. Here's what happens to a city when a terrorist comes in, and right. you know, this felt like similarly reflective of these current times. And it seems interesting that Batman movies keep being the ones that reflect the sort of weird times that we're in. I mean, I just, I, I was just kind of impressed by how much what they'd managed to do was to take, car- this sounds like a stupid thing to say, but cartoon caricatures, mm-hmm. you know, c- characters who have literally become, you know, completely metamorphosized to the point that they're barely human and pulled them right back the other way to give you, I mean, when she's wearing the mask and it's not the Catwoman mask, it's just a thing. The which little, is, yeah, the little, just little the, ears. Just a tiny little, yeah. I, you know, I kind of, I liked, I liked that stuff. Actually, I yeah. thought that worked well. I did think Colin Farrell's performance was fantastic. He is so good. The first time round, I watched the whole movie not knowing it was Colin Farrell. My friend who no did see it with me the second time and the credits came up and said Colin Farrell he was like Colin Farrell yeah, and I was like he's the penguin and he went fuck I, off I, know, I, know. Like, you just, I, I love seeing that people go like what yeah. and I can clearly see as well from the interviews that Colin Farrell's doing that he's having a blast <laughs> I got you I got you take that you friggin psycho I got you <laughs> Oh, 
having the blast thing is important because it's not like Jared Leto, who is the worst actor in the world. He is I'm the sorry, worst. the worst actor in the world. Do you know, he, he, there's another Apple TV show that's coming out at the moment with him and Anne Hathaway in it, and I keep seeing the trailer for that as well. And you know what he's wearing? More makeup on his face so that he doesn't look like Jared Leto. But, but he still just, looks like Jared just Leto. doing Jared Leto. But he still looks like Jared Leto, yeah. Oh. Whereas Colin Farrell can looks... we Can we put a veto on Leto? <laughs> Can oh, we stop? Did you just did you just, just come up with that? that right now, That's yeah. very good. Can we just stop it? It's very Can good. Can we refuse to mention him from yeah. now on? Okay. Well, you got to refuse to mention <gasps> it just him. Just gets me riled up. It will come back again. <laughs> um so, I thought all that stuff was well done. I I I you know, I think there is however, and I agree with you on this, there is the here we are again, you know, we've done the Nolans, they felt like a complete self-contained world and here we are again. So that is an issue. Although I wrote a piece for a magazine about the kind of history of Batman on screen. Mm. It was only a short piece, but it was like a couple of thousand words or something. And I was, you know, going back to the, you know, the serials, which were the the first, uh, you know, cinematic incarnation. Then, of course, the famous TV version, which actually spawned the first Batman movie, because the yeah. Batman movie with Adam West is the first full-length Batman movie. With the shark. Yeah. it's a, you know, I've seen an incredible video that someone's done where they've spliced in footage from that movie, but they've narrated it like Robert Pattinson. Oh, really? Dear diary, today I lifted a bomb, a perfectly spherical bomb, above my head. <laughs> well, going through that and, and seeing, you know, okay, so Adam West, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, you know, all the different mm. versions, and go, okay, well, yes, it is constantly reinventing. This is the first time I think... I've actually felt I thought we were done with this mm-hmm. because the, because the Nolans felt like a you know a blocky monolith thing that how do you go back to yeah. it? So taking that into account, I think they did a pretty good job of going okay, well That's it. fine, but we're going to do this instead. Um, there were a couple of things that that didn't quite ring true. There's a couple of plot points that felt like they were. I, I agree with this as well. It, it gets kind of clumsy in the third act, where yeah. everyone starts just monologuing to each other about reveals. There's a lot of explanation and going on. And it sort on. of flips back and forth. Yeah. Selena's father is is this guy, and then he tells him that this guy killed your parents, and then Alfred tells him, no, actually, this person killed your parents. And it's just all of it. It's just people talking about different things. And yeah. it becomes a bit repetitive. It becomes a bit mechanical at that point. Mm-hmm. Although... Hats off to Andy Serkis, who is not in the film anything like as much as I would like him to be. Mm-hmm. But during the scene in the hospital in which he does the Your Father Was a Good Man, yeah. which is a scene which is written to fall over. Yes. I mean, it's, you know, literally, you, you look at that and go, okay, you might be able to get away with this, but the likelihood is that yeah. you won't. And actually, I thought he did that really well. I but completely agree. Because he's Andy Serkis. Uh, yeah, th- this is this is kind of going back to the, the sort of point I made at the start, which is that you can't deny that everybody in this movie brought their A-game from cast to crew. I'm sure the catering was brilliant. Like, <laughs> it, it is all so good. It's like top-tier like blockbuster filmmaking. Like in a, in a In complete contrast, and people are doing this in a black and white way on the internet where like one means good one means bad but it feels like the sort of thing that should exist in opposition to marvel it's like why joker worked for a large audience because it felt like the yin and the yang it felt like we have squeaky clean very clearly digital (laughs) very like like bright marvel and then we have like dingy darker characters over here and when dc tried to do the the joss whedon 
version of Justice League and try to like re-edit Suicide Squad to match more like Marvel stuff, it all fails. And I think that's why this kind of works because they're kind of taking more of a different stance on something and it's great to see it. But at the same time, there is a part of me that goes, yeah, I, I, I think I've seen these things in a different way and we're kind of doing it. But also like it's great it's it's a very very difficult thing to sort of like to get my mind around because i do like it a lot a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. there is a scene in this that the first time I watched it, it kind of soured the ending for me. And first of all, I think the Why? Ending, because it's a setup for... Well, yeah. Like, it felt like such a strong, we are making a standalone one movie kind of thing. And then they kind of just slipped in... So it's Barry Keoghan, basically. Yeah, playing the Joker. Know, well, playing... Unnamed, unnamed prisoner exactly. number one who, who laughs a lot <laughs> yes, yes. who Matt Reeves in interviews now is just being like yeah it's the Joker like he's oh, he, fine, he okay, is, fine, he's fine, calling fine. him Joker because it was funny because after that you know he, he and then I sat and I sat through the credits and first thing it was oh Colin Farrell bugger you know yes and then <laughs> oh Barry Keoghan because obviously you know they've worked together anyway and, and I love Barry Keoghan I think yeah, he's great actually fantastic and he's, he's absolutely wonderful in, uh, in Green Knight but he was Oh yes, he's credited as unnamed or even unseen because you only yeah. see him in silhouette. Arkham inmate. Yeah, to re- it's, Joker. it's the Joker, <laughs> and and that's kind of another. It's like okay, again, like it's it's since Heath's Joker, like there is. I can't believe we've had Leto, and we've had a Gotham okay, TV okay. show one. That, okay, yeah. First of all, Jared Leto's Joker. Vito and Lito. Vito and Lito. Just the shittest Joker of all Jokers ever. Right? Can you put the word damaged on my head so that people know that I'm all like crazy and stuff? Yeah, you know, I, and I, I sent dead rats to the game, but it wasn't me. Yeah. It was Joker. Yeah. It was Joker. And he's it. clearly just doing an impression of Heath Ledger's voice and everything. Like, it, it was, I read somebody said, it was somebody quite sensible said, all these method acting assholes said, you know, they get themselves into character, but they never get themselves into the character of a really nice, decent person who's really fun to be around. (laughs) You know, no, it's always the absolute shithead. You know, yeah, but I was deep in character. No, you're just a shithead. You're enjoying being a twat. So, yeah. And then Joaquin Phoenix... And now another one. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like that woman on the news, like, oh, not another one. <laughs> like, it's a bit like, I can't get excited about the Joker again. But Barry Keoghan. But Barry Keoghan's great. He is. He is great. And and I do want to see more of, I think what I 
feel about this is that I almost wish that they just went, do you like that? Do you like that one movie we made? Because there might be more. But they just couldn't help it. Like the boardroom people couldn't (laughs) help themselves but go like stick a little thing in there. And I think the movie clearly ends when Batman's doing his voiceover again and the great moment when the person who's about to be helicopter lifted out of the scene is holding on to him. Yes. And he's like, I mean, it comes after the amazing moment when the criminal calls themselves vengeance and like that wakes him up to make him realise that he's been inspiring the wrong people. And that feels like the ending of the film when the camera like cranes up above Batman in the light and then it carries on for 10 minutes. And that after that scene with unnamed prisoner number one <laughs> oh, guess right, yeah. i was a bit like oh like oh damn it like I, I just can't help but like have that kind of like knotted feeling i'm just like oh it just feels a bit gross i just don't i don't know how do you feel about those, well, those okay. sorts of things i think well as far as the ending is concerned i think the overhead shot of him walking with the flare through the water with so you know like moses and the red yeah. sea i thought i think that shot is rather like in the in Godzilla when it's that you know the halo drop yeah. you go yeah. okay whatever else may be wrong with this film that is it just looks fantastic and the second time round because I knew it was coming on the big IMAX screen mm. I was really looking forward to it yeah look at that it's yeah. a really really good shot and then you're right the film finishes and then it's over here now something else yeah, 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 and yeah. Then, but that, now I, we're saying goodbye to Catwoman and yeah, then we're going to no. ride on that although actually even I thought I kind of forgave that because mm. Having said my thing, but you know, the whole film is like squinting at something in a rear view mirror. The fact that the last view is, is in a rear view mirror, yeah. which kind of like, okay, fine. That has a that has a cycle to it. The then going back to the hee, don't worry, he yeah, was yeah, just yeah. a bit There's like gonna be more. Yeah, right. so, you like this one? The next one will be even longer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean it's I just think there was there was so much more right with it than I had expected. Completely that I was willing to forgive those things. And yet I did still come out thinking, but it does by its nature feel like a footnote to the Nolans because you can't, you know, you can't get away from that. But hey, if that's the hand that you're dealt, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, Nolan, the Nolan movies aren't going to stop any other Batmans in future. And in a way, maybe we needed the... Maybe we, we, did, we need to sort of normalise the idea that... Yeah, it, there'll just, be other Batmans. There'll be other, there'll be other James Bonds. Yeah. You know, yeah. all this stuff yeah. is good. So, you know... James Bond will return, so will Batman. And, and I'd much rather have this than bloody Ben Affleck. And there's a... Um, there's and I a, like Ben Affleck, I like generally, ben but Affleck he's a, a, he wasn't, yeah. any, he wasn't uh, any good he, as Batman. He, it was almost a little bit like uh, how Andrew Garfield was dealt a bad hand with the Amazing Spider-Man films, um, that he's better than the movies, and that's yeah. been proven now. I think Ben Affleck is a better Batman than the movies he's in. and Which, which isn't saying much. Sure, but... Although he does say, or I read an interview with him in which he said in The Flash, it was the first time he actually felt that he'd done right. Batman the way he wanted to do Batman. I think what's what's happening with this version of our bats is that it feels like Batman is the most interesting character on the screen. And that tends not to be the case. And I like Christian Bale. And I think that as much as people want to make fun of his Batman voice, where is he? Where's the trigger? Like, like... It's iconic, and you wouldn't get to where we're at now if, you if it wasn't it. that. Yeah, because what Pattinson's doing is like a toned-down version of that kind of. Yeah, it's a Batman. Well, voice. okay. There's a weird, a weird comparison here, which is, you know, they just they've reissued the Godfather movies just yeah. recently because of the anniversary. Yeah, and I was doing the radio show, and um, 
and I said, oh, you know, it's the thing, blah, 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 blah. Said, in case you haven't seen it, here's the setup. The end, of course, and the whole thing is about, you know, Michael wants to get out, and Marlon, and here's a clip. And then the clip went, you know, and immediately it sounds like somebody doing a joke impression of Marlon Brando because the Brando, you know, performance in Godfather is so iconic that it is a cliche. Yeah. And that is actually, it's a problem because it wasn't a cliche. The cliche has happened as a result of it. Yep. And so with the um, Batman, the first time that was happening, I know we all went, oh, oh sorry, is there something in the, in the larynx thing? But you know the fact that he stuck with it it became that iconic performance it's only now that everything is post batman yeah. like that that it becomes funny because it's there's something about when christian bale says a sentence longer than three words that makes it funny in the dark night. He's like, this city just showed you that it's full of people ready to believe in good it's like it's very silly but when robert pattinson's going the mustache with the broken nose it yeah, just yeah. feels more intense do you know what actually they've kind of made batman sexy in a way that like the fish man in um in del toro's movie what's it called oh yeah in, yeah yeah in shape of water in shape of water is a bit sexy they've kind of found a way and because Pattinson's... so i thought you were referring to aquaman and i'm no. thinking are you going to go off on a man crush no. thing about aquaman <laughs> about <laughs> jason momoa we could do but what i mean is that like there's something about him and Catwoman in this and the whole press tour on it has been like sex led in a way that is yeah like the way that they are photographed with each other has been constantly about like how beautiful and sexy they look together in a very Batman Catwoman way but just them as individuals which is also in itself kind of unusual to see because so much of superhero and blockbuster uh, filmmaking at the moment is very asexual in a way that I get because this course correcting for years of, of like women being completely objectified so i get that like not having a female character be the love interest or the one that the guy wants to get with yeah, yeah. but like in this there is a lot of like sexual tension in a way that i thought was very different to a lot of stuff that's being made now yeah i mean i think zoe kravitz is absolutely brilliant i, I was yes, wondering so whether good. did kimmy get released just before because just of before that? okay you know i, I, don't I know it's because of it but i loved that movie. i thought kimmy was fantastic I, i'm just such a fan of steven soderbergh yeah it's such a, it's, it's such a shame he stopped making movies <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that you know i'm not gonna make oh fuck it yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and also like you and you watch kimmy and kimmy looks like the work of a you know of a sort of agile young director because it's got all these kind of great stuff but it's i thought it was i really enjoyed that film. I it was really well done follow steven soderbergh to the ends of the earth i think he's a genius yeah. and i love that now his i mean a podcast about soderbergh but now that he's just a filmmaking one man and machine that he'll shoot direct edit all of his movies under different pseudonyms and he'll be cutting the movie as he's making it and he can't now think of another way of making a movie like the the way that he's editing it will inform how he shoots or reshoots yeah. something and he's just the best at this did i am i remembering this right did i get you to watch the soderbergh solaris you did and yeah I and adored it, and it absolutely it's really good it's really it? really good and I think it's it's weird now because I I read stuff about that now and everyone now saying oh it's really great you go yeah but people didn't think that originally but I think it's, it's fabulous yeah it's hard. I did a, I did a whole video on YouTube actually called Sci-Fi and Depression which was me um, and a friend of mine uh, we wrote a script together basically um, 
analyzing it and also bringing our own personal sort of projections onto it yeah, yeah. and and just deconstructing it and i thought it was just so meaningful and it, I, so when you recommended it it was at a time when i really needed to watch something like that as well did i, I tell you that in, the, in that depressing way when they were making it and i think it's actually not in the film it, when they were making it there was a the na- a naked back shot of George Clooney that somehow managed to get itself into the public domain. You know, this is the new version. And people started calling it Solarsis. Which is not a good pun. It's just, it's like... it's. Be- I think it's there's a shot of them naked on the bed. Oh, is that what it is? And, right, and, and you can see George Clooney's lovely bottom. And you go, Solarsis. It's not, it's not even that clever. Yeah, no, it's it's like Batman or... Yeah. It, n- or no, Arbats. <laughs> no, no, Arbats is good. Is good. Arbats is good. Arbats is good. Or, you know, Vito Lito. Which <laughs> Thank you. Um, just taking us back to Batman before we... There's a couple of things I yeah, want to... Just stop for one moment just yeah. to go, I fucking hate Jared Leto. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> a couple of things I wanted to mention before we bring the podcast on Batman to a close. First of all, Michael Giacchino. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't stop listening to this theme and obviously at first everyone when they heard it in the first uh, trailer that was released which is something i really enjoyed as well that the marketing for the movie got us all used to the batman theme it was like constantly used in all the trailers and that bum 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 clearly everyone has made this comparison sounds like it's about to go bum 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 <laughs> it's very obviously funeral yeah, march yeah, yeah, yeah. like very uh, imperial march kind of stuff um but it just feels like batman now i and it feels almost a kit like a superhero version of something like the halloween theme like that moment the upside oh, down that's shot interesting. okay the up- upside down shot when he's walking towards the penguin like if you are as you are with the penguin that's a scary looking yeah, yeah. dude coming towards you that is terrifying yeah yeah and i think the music does that same thing and it really like I don't know. It, just the operatic nature of it as yeah. well. Like it just really works for me. Yeah, no, there is a Darth Batman thing going on there, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, is there anything that you really didn't like? To be honest, no. Yeah, I feel the same. I way. think it literally is just a wider sense of it's a Batman again. But I like that. Essentially, what's happening is that we're getting a more detailed more interesting look at who batman is and i like how much batman is in it it's like 90 percent batman and 10 percent bruce wayne is it i don't think bruce wayne's in it that much every is scene seems to be batman I, I don't know about this i mean, I like mean when, I he's, when he's got the cowl off it seems to be a, yeah. a, a minimal part of the movie okay well i you know i've seen it twice now but i, I you know i thought there's just a there's a very good balance between how much that you know. It's not a criticism. I I enjoyed the balance of it. I I liked like I liked seeing a Batman movie where Batman was in it a lot and he was doing all the crime solving and I like that the I even like that the 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 crimes the the, the the answers to the riddles were silly like thumb drive. Yeah, yeah. I liked that it was yeah, like the thumb drive joke is funny. Yeah, actually, isn't yeah. It? Probably... And even just like the the nature of like Batman going U R L. And then, like, us going, oh, my because... God. Like, even that, like, feels like like it would be like a, a, a crap game that you'd play with somebody. Like, you, you're trying to be too clever. Take it more literally. I, yeah, I liked all of that stuff. Um, genuinely, like, the sour point was just that I think the movie ends and then it carries on. Yeah. And the wider sense of the fact that, like, it's Batman again. But I like that a new generation are getting what is going to be known as the Gen Z version of, of, a, of a Batman. Like, it's going to be their, their solid so one. do we know what we're getting in the next one? We know for certain that there is a Penguin TV series that's going to be made. With Colin Farrell. With Colin Farrell. Wow. 
and there was going to be a Gotham uh, like police TV show, but that's been cancelled apparently. Right. And in favour of maybe doing like more of an Arkham Asylum TV show, but okay. there's nothing confirmed yet. But what I'd love to see is a movie that's there's a there's a game actually called Arkham Asylum. Oh, I know. I have, you, I have a child. Oh, great, yeah, yeah. great, 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 great. <laughs> but it's really good because it's essentially Batman. Think of like the raid. Yeah, no, like I've seen it. I've, I've right. se- yeah, 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 I've right. seen it. Yeah, yeah. So it's Batman just making his way through Arkham Asylum, coming think- across all these. Vi- and I would like so be down for that in a movie. That my, would be so great. My main memory of it originally was: Are you old enough to be playing this? <laughs> <laughs> and then the Alien game. Are you old enough? <laughs> wow. Yeah, but uh, so do we. But there is going to be another film. Oh, I without a doubt there is a trilogy coming. Oh, there's definitely going to be like there's definitely going to be more films. Okay, I- so do we think that we are going to see Barry Keoghan as Joker without a doubt and I also think there's a and I don't know whether or not we've met them in this movie but I think we're going to do Robin oh I think that oh that potentially the kid of the mayor potentially okay could be like the 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 kid that he takes under his wing and sort of does the Robin situation with now Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. The last time in the Batman feature film universe that we had Robin was in Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin. Technically. But? But The Dark Knight Rises, there was a tip of Joseph Gordon-Levitt being called Robin, sort of facilitating the character of Robin, where like he was like he was called John Blake, and at the end he goes to collect something, and his, it's not written under his name, and he says, you should try my real name, and gives her ID. And she goes, I like that name. Robin, and it's a, it's just it's just so silly. But it's a gag because he's not yeah. Robin. He, but he's facilitating the character of Robin, where he's going to be like the Batman successor and things like that. It's yeah, but like, Robin it, isn't Batman's successor. Robin is Batman's ward. Y- y- well, <laughs> he becomes. No, he's not. Well, he is. <laughs> it's like I'm oh, sorry, that's what he is. And then we've had a dead Robin in the Zack Snyder universe that the Joker had killed, so it already happened off screen. I don't remember anything about that. There basically was a uh, a costume. Um, that was in a glass casing that had spray paint on it that said "Haha, jokes on you, Batman." Of the Robin costume. In which film? Uh, Batman versus Superman, I believe. Right. Okay. Did who, I? Who cares? Give a flying. No, obviously no. not. Okay. And lest we forget, the one of the best Batman films ever made, Lego Batman. Lego Batman's got a Robin in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. No, fine. Where okay. Michael Sarah plays a okay. great version of him. All right. So yeah, but I'm still because I would like to see in this version. I just can't imagine Robin being good, being any good. Think about it the way that Hit Girl and Big Daddy works in Kick-Ass. Yeah. But like in this, because obviously that's what that's inspired by anyway. But think about like Robert Pattinson's Batman trying to do his best to teach a kid how to, to cope with his own trauma and doing it through see, this... No, I'll be honest with you. I can't imagine a good Robin. Interesting. I really can't. Well, maybe we'll have to come back in a few years. There's a... There's a <laughs> see... There's a Batman comic strip in the 70s when Robin goes to college and Batman is on his own for the first time. And... Because um, I used to have that... I mean, everybody used to have it. That anthology of, you know, Batman from the 30s to the 70s, whatever it is. And there was a Superman one as well. But towards the end of that, there's the, there is a strip in which Robin leaves and Bruce walks around the manor and goes into his Robin's bedroom and you know it's kind of there's a sort of heartbreaking thing that Robin's gone and Mm. I just remember thinking thank Christ for that well that that's what I think would be potentially interesting is if they did Robin and it was like a because I think there's a thing about Batman's character this is why it almost feels like we're seeing the kind of same thing again like even though 
this feels so different, this Batman, the Batman movie feels so different, we are kind of retreading similar Batman stories and seeing a development where he does become a father figure to somebody but isn't perfect at it and is definitely using the wrong questionable techniques and teaching them how to crime fight seeing that development for bruce wayne and batman i think could be interesting and if they find the right avenue the right sort of lens for it and i would say that matt reeves you know i, I kind of trust that he could potentially make that work i think just generally seeing robin on screen would be you to imagine it is weird because yeah. it is just a little kid in a green and orange costume or whatever it is during the the comics campaign of the 1950s one of the things that they took objection to specifically was the presence of robin mm. because there was this whole thing about hang on you're talking about a grown man and a young boy running around in a cave wearing your pants outside your trousers that's clearly homoerotic and nothing else there's been a lot of talk about that yeah and it was and so it, what, what's interesting about robin is that rob the character of Robin has swung between being, on the one hand, just the ridiculous part of a story that no one cares about, to being the potentially most subversive part of a story that really, really got, you know, under the skin of people who was up on their, you know, moral high horse about how bad superheroes were. I think my problem with it is, in it, in Batman's present incarnation, the sense of insularity is such that it's hard to imagine how you'd get to the father figure thing. And I know in the comics the whole thing is it's the I was you know, I was saved and therefore I have to save somebody. It just I don't know, I just can't imagine Robin working in the twenty first century. But hey, I mean I live to be corrected. It would yeah. be it, if they could if they could find a way of doing it then fine. I, I'm not in a disagreement with you at all. I, f I can't see it, but I'm open to it working. And it would be, it's, I mean, I can imagine it's risky for a studio as well, but it would be interesting to see how they would approach something like that. Because yeah. I think it's like a, a core part of the Batman mythology that just hasn't been properly acknowledged for a and also, long time. Now correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Robin the connection to the circus? Isn't yes. that you're fine? So yes. that so that kind of carnivalesque thing is the mm. is the thing that you get is you get through the character of Robin. Okay, so generally we've both seen it twice. Yep. Generally we both think it's much better than we expected. Mm -hmm. But generally we both think as a standalone, hooray, but let's see where we go from here. Definitely. And I think that it's it, it can't escape things that have happened before it. And I'm into it, but I'm also a little bit sort of, I can't help but be like, yeah, it's, it's Batman again. <laughs> it is, it is very good and it is so brilliantly realized, but it is at its core, another Batman. Okay. Very last question. Yes, sir. What did you make of the flying scene? Uh, it's a bit funny and I can't believe that in all the realism that they've got, and I really loved the moment just before he took off where he looked scared of the height. I thought that was good to see Batman yeah. behave that way. Uh, and I liked the idea of sticking the camera on his head in a sort of GoPro kind of way. But then him hitting the bridge at the rate that he did and then just gets up and brushes himself off. Well, he, he, he hobbles a little bit. <laughs> and then he and then just he, carries and on. And then he gets he hobbles a little bit and he gets back and he is a bit bruised. Yeah. But he's not as bruised as somebody who literally... He'd be impaled. Yeah. He would, he, He'd he, be flat. You know, yeah, you are not walking away from that. And I quite like the idea that, you know, because those suits are a real thing. Yeah. And of course, you know, in the they actually there was quite a lot of new stuff about them about like if you were ever trapped in a high building, could they be used as escape suits? Mm. Um, so they are a real thing. 
but the in whack that he's going at when he yeah it's it's like yeah no 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 like I, I could have done a crash landing in a less aggressive way and believed it a bit more but it felt a bit like i mean he smashes into a bridge i know i know he's just, <laughs> he's just and like you say it goes oh oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Yeah. But also the, the whole thing about you know, yeah, the realism is that he's hurt. No, the he's alive. Yeah. How is he alive? It's like every single part of his face would be behind him at this point. <laughs> One last question for yeah. you. Okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Who's your Batman? When you think about Batman. Well, I mean, look... You, you, on one level, my Batman will always be Adam West because right. you know because that was my generation's Batman, and and I I know that you know it's the campy and silly version, but that was the Batman that I knew. Plus, I love the theme tune, and you know, I mean, no, but you know, the Hoop did the theme tune, and the Kinks did the theme tune, and yep. the Jam did the theme tune, and actually, all that stuff was when I first got given. You know, my dad went away, and he came back, and he gave me and my brother you know, the Batman anthology and the Superman anthology. And they were the two comic book anthologies that we had. And we read both of them, you know, cover to cover, absolutely loved it. And I kept it. And then later on, I read it, read them to my kids. And that was in the, that was, you know, around the time when Adam West was on television and it was, wow, the comic books are, you know, much more interesting. So probably Adam West. Yeah. And, you know, I, I always, Adam West always said that thing about it, it that it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't camp. It was a pastiche. You go, well, that is kind of the same thing. But I also, I also, I mean, there's the, the thing when, you know, at the time when they, they get into the to the, the Batmobile and the Batmobile blows up and then the smoke clears and they're both fine. <laughs> and Robin says, you know, thank God we had on our anti-thermal bat vests <laughs> or whatever it is. I mean, all that stuff was genuinely funny and Cesar Romero yeah. was great. Yeah. yeah, so. Robert Pattinson even said, like, when he was a kid and watched that show, he didn't think it was silly. He was like, this is a serious television show. Well, like, like you're a kid and... Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah there's nothing... It's like, like you know, weird about that. William Shatner will always be my Captain Kirk, right? Even though he, he, it doesn't matter who else does him or whatever, he will always be, he will always be that. Although, yeah. As I've always said, you you know, you know the Star Trek movie that's directed by William Shatner because it's the one that begins with him free climbing, you know, El Capitan, <laughs> despite the fact that he looks like he did a Stannis stairlift. But it's like... <laughs> anyway, Jack, it's been a real pleasure. I will join you again for the last. Kermode on film and we will just talk about whatever Whatever. takes our fancy but not Jared Leto no my my Batman is George Clooney by the way oh I didn't ask you I'm I'm so sorry (laughs) I'm joking (laughs) I just can't get over those bat nips they're they're very memorable although weirdly enough the nipples weren't invented for Clooney the nipples they're in they're on the Val Val Kilmer yeah Yeah. that's right so Val Kilmer was a tit as well yeah (laughs) like when I was a kid the Batman and Robin film was my favourite 
Batman movie when I was a kid. I, that was what I wanted to watch when I wanted to watch Batman. You don't put me in the cooler. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Chill. 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 <laughs> Every single one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's lines, it's a, it's a cool it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all like don't that. Don't put the freeze on you. <laughs> the Iceman cometh. Oh, good Lord. Yes. Anyway, and on that bombshell, <laughs> who is your Batman? It's got to be Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. It's, I mean, yeah, like it was. It was George Clooney, genuinely, when I was a kid. And then, what was defining for my cinematic tastes in general was was those Nolan Batman movies. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a cooler thing than Adam West. But okay. I don't know. Not anymore. People seem to be taking against the Dark Knight now. The Batman's out. We're trying oh. to end this podcast, but like, yeah, like there's there's a whole there's a whole like campaign at the moment of like people being I like, quit you. well, the Dark Knight is ha- is bad and has always been bad except for the Joker scenes, and we can say that now that the Batman exists. And I'm like, what are you all talking about? Why are we doing this black is and white? Is everyone saying that? Oh, it's just the internet, and it? it's internet discourse. Yeah, you know that a lot of the internet is just not true. Don't even check. You know, and look, I'm gonna do something. Which which you've probably never seen before. I'm going to look. Oh my god! I know. And For you listeners, know Mark just closed. I just his closed laptop. my computer, and the best thing is we're still here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. You say goodbye. You hang up first. Right. Um, this is the Bye, Jack. penultimate episode. Bye. No, you I, hang up I, first. I, go on. No. Bye. All right. Bye. I don't want to. Still go. here. I don't want to go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>